0: Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Roast West Coast Coffee People podcast. This is the show where I bring you the entrepreneurial and oft-inspiring stories of coffee people. Thanks for joining me for a quick pop-in with Tyler Whitehead. If you listen to the show, you know that he has been here before as the owner-operator of Ignite Coffee Company, a coffee roaster that's been selling wholesale and online. Ignite has been one of our roast industry partners for the better part of a year. Tyler recently opened his first Ignite Cafe space in Oceanside, California's downtown, and I wanted to touch base with him to find out how it feels to finally be in the next phase of his business, and how he pushed through when things got long and challenging. So, pour yourself a cup of coffee, a good coffee, and join me for this pop-in with Tyler Whitehead, founder and head roaster at Ignite Coffee Company. You need a shop dog over there. Yeah, I know.
1: Absolutely. I need a stress dog. (laughs) It'd be nice to have a little friend with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Having a puppy will definitely ease your stress, Tyler. I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) Absolutely. The other way around. (laughs) (laughs) I welcome you back. uh, And thanks for talking to me. I know you're really busy. You and I talked I looked last April, it was the beginning of April that we talked for the show and I'll share that podcast with people. Uh, So almost a year. And at the time you told me there was a best case scenario that you might open in June of 2022 (laughs) and then June passed. And then I taught, I stopped by your work site like in August and we spoke and you said, well, maybe Halloween, but I want to promise anything. And then Halloween passed. When did you finally
1: open? I finally opened my doors to the public January 11, 2023.
0: And how long from the time you signed
1: the lease until the day you opened? Well, I signed my lease in April. uh, And then I finally opened two months, almost two months ago, exactly. So it's kind of an ongoing joke now that even my friends would give me a hard time (laughs) is like, started laughing like yeah Tyler was very overly optimistic like we'll be open in a month when we were sold just very very bare-boned cop shop looking and it was definitely a longer process than both my dad and I would have liked but it is what it is so it's just part of the process and finally glad to be open and making some money to start paying stuff back (laughs) and actually paying rent (laughs) so yeah so it definitely took a long time but There's nothing really else we could do. But here we are. Yeah, here we are.
0: And I I will say, I know uh, we don't do a video podcast. I'm going to just tell everyone out there, Tyler does not look tired at all. Uh, He looks (laughs) wide awake. Uh, Not like he's been working 100 hours a week. Nothing like that. I was there at the grand opening. Um, I got there right away when the very first kind of 15 minutes you were open. You weren't even there yet. And I left before you got there, so I didn't see you. So I'm wondering what sort of emotion did you feel, if anything, were you able to when you walked in and for the first time you saw your team making drinks, making coffee for people, customers were sitting in the window and at tables when I was there. What was that feeling like for you? Knowing that you come from hospitality, you've seen your parents do it, but this is your thing.
1: Yeah. No, I think, and I think that was the friends and family night that you, I think that that was, and it was such an encouraging thing to see. And just the overwhelming support that I got that day, it I was completely s- surprised of how many people actually came and it was really really cool. And it was just really fun to see my team interact with everybody that came through and make drinks and people enjoying it, hanging out, talking with one another. It was just really encouraging and made me feel more confident not only in my team but just the support that I already got from that initial launch um for hopefully years on end
0: yeah there's something to be said for the timing of support i i, I only relate and i recently got some a new sponsor a new sponsorship but it, it came at a moment where i thought i really needed it and it came from someone who i respect uh quite a bit as well and it meant so much more and i remember sent i sent an email out on like a friday night like at 10 a.m 10 p.m like just so you know like this really mattered to me like forget yeah. about the financial part of it like the emotional part of seeing that you thought I was doing a good thing really mattered. Totally. Uh, so I, I do understand that. Yeah. You know, the, the process took eight or nine months, the startup uh, process, mm-hmm. and you were roasting and selling coffee before that, but mm-hmm. were there moments over the past year where you thought, man, shoot, this is just not going to happen. Or oh, like, this seems insurmountable.
1: Something set yeah. you back. What helped you push through those, those times? Totally. Absolutely. Uh, there are many of those times. I would just say just my faith and that we were just always praying that it would work out and God would provide which He did. And uh, I mean, it's definitely still stressful. So not only just my faith, but my just dad's side of the family is always so incredibly supportive, almost too much. <laughs> That's what family's for. Um, So that really helped a lot. And just my friends just being there and buying coffee and my wholesale accounts continuing to buy and support. So all that just really added up to be something that was very encouraging and made me feel more confident about the future. Sure.
0: What what about the opposite of that coin then? What was the most rewarding part of that process? Now that you're beyond the startup part and into this whole new phase, what would you look back and say kind of fondly and say, oh, that was a good part of this whole thing?
1: Yeah. I think just learning through the whole process and having my dad in my corner, because I will be blunt and I would say that I would be a walking doormat if I wasn't, if I didn't have my dad in my corner. So that was really helpful to have my dad just help guide me through that whole process and what questions to ask and all that sort of thing. Um, So that was incredibly helpful. Just for the future and hopefully other coffee shops that I open, I know what to kind of expect and what questions to ask and what to look out for. Um, <laughs> so I would say that was my biggest key takeaway.
0: I'm only laughing because we're only two months in and you're going, oh, other coffee shops I'm gonna open. You yeah. have, you've already <laughs> yes. like uh, gone through that phase of like, this was super hard and I'm gonna die. Like, I don't wanna do yeah. this anymore. And yeah. now and I'm just like, oh, well, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause I guess we're just little it. yeah, crazy. what piece of advice would you give someone else who's trying to open
1: a cafe? I would just say, don't get overly stressed, even though I'm preaching to myself. Gosh, I would just say, be patient with the process and just trust the process. And even though it may seem overwhelming at times, kind of just step back. And what really helps me is working out. And I joined a boxing gym and like that's my therapy session. And to be able to unload that stress is vital. Um, If I didn't have those avenues, I would just I don't know I think I would be a lot worse than I am now. (laughs) So I would say just trust the process, uh, make sure your ducks in a row, and just have some sort of outlet to just relieve that stress. Because if you can't relieve that stress, it's just gonna just keep building and building and just get that much worse, in my opinion, at least.
0: You uh, joined a boxing gym and I adopted a dog so I could get unconditional love and support even when I make mistakes. Yes. We're more than a month out from the grand, two months out, you just mentioned, from the grand opening. Mm -hmm. What have you learned since then and what adjustments have you already made?
1: Boy, I would say the one thing that I've been learning and it will be a continued thing of like where I am spend my money on for like when it comes to like pastries, cups and all that sort of thing. And... Just being consistent is huge because obviously, coming from a food background, you need to be consistent with your customers and even more so with coffee. Because if people are willing to spend their hard earned money with you, they expect a certain product each and every time. And not only a product, but just even just experience with the employees and myself, um, just being able to consi- be consistent.
0: That's a, a really challenging thing, I think, is that you're a human being and you're going to have days that are tough or you've been working forever and you're tired but for the person coming through the door this is that that one experience they're going to have with you all day all week all month maybe totally you kind of take on this challenge of of being on for them no matter what if the doors are open when they come through you want them to have a good experience no matter what you're going through and that's uh, that's really tough. I, I call it forward, it's forward facing, you know, there's, there's back facing, you know, what, what happens behind the scenes. And then there's that forward facing moment that I think people getting into the industry aren't really aware of. Totally. And to those who figured out, I'll say to those who figured out how to let their back and forward facing be the same and still survive and do
1: well, more power to you. Cause that's awesome, yeah. but it's not, yeah. it's not always the case. I would just say one more thing that uh, one thing that I've learned a lot especially with the restaurant industry is that you just don't really know what kind of situation that the person walking through that front door is going through. And if I could just make their day just a little bit better of talking with them and just being an open ear to them, I think is also another huge thing too. just always being kind of compassionate and patient with people. And, um, cause I think that could always be a huge benefit to them and me too, because you just don't really know what they're going through.
0: Well, I think it's a huge value to people's everyday lives, things like coffee shops and restaurants or bars or breweries here in San Diego. People could be going through whatever they're going through at work, at home, elsewhere in their lives, and they're choosing to come and spend time and money, you know, in your business. And there's a great privilege in that. I think for a long time, you know, maybe people thought less of hospitality work, but I actually think of it as the opposite. It's kind of like a high calling. You're literally serving others and choosing to do so, and and it's something I really respect and appreciate. Yeah, totally. Now that you're open, I've been in the shop a couple of times. Uh, Mateo, uh, your manager there, was serving mm-hmm. me uh, last mm-hmm. time. When I come in next time, uh, what coffee should I be
1: ordering? Oh, I think you got the espresso last time. Uh, I just figured out a a really solid cold brew blend. And I would say definitely get the cold brew next time.
0: I'll try the cold brew. Have you have you noticed a? A change in your ability to, to focus between the shop and your roasting operation?
1: Yeah, so today, uh, when we're talking is Tuesday, so I'm closed Tuesdays um to be able to have my main production day where I can do most of my roasting. But of course, also have uh I love my wholesale accounts. Sometimes they'll message me a couple days after and like, hey, I need some coffee for this weekend. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So, which is totally fine. I love uh, <laughs> love it. So I just have to wait till we close because I can't run my espresso and my roaster at the same time because it's an old building and can't handle that amount of electricity. <laughs> so it makes for a long day. But uh, the it. things they don't tell you. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but it is what it is. Um, eventually, I'll be able to roast while I'm open, which I'm really excited about, and I excited to have the are right, my customer's there to watch. I'm just waiting on a part that we ordered uh, nine months ago. It's supposed to be here last month. <laughs> supposed to be here next week, but I haven't heard anything. So we'll we'll see. I want to end this on a positive. Uh, we've already talked about
0: the challenges, of supply chain, old buildings, uh, not getting enough sleep. Let's end on on a good note. What is it that you besides cold brew? Uh, what are you drinking? And uh, what is one of the best things that's happened in the shop since you have built? Mm.
1: I've really been getting to just drinking straight espresso. Before, it took me a little while to get used to it. But now that I'm just in the shop daily and just making sure everything is just quality control, I guess. And I've been really enjoying espresso shots. Um, one thing. Let's see. One thing that's really stood out to me. the last month, two months, I would say compared to the restaurant industry is two different customers in two totally different mindsets. And I really enjoy the coffee customers. They're just super laid back. Um, Hopefully I'm answering your question. Hence I have sleep deprivation. (laughs) Um, But I would yeah I would say it's just totally different. It's just a relaxed feeling, and people are there just to hang out, talk, and it's just honestly really cool. Both like, was that your question? I can't remember. I think you did just fine. Okay, uh, Tyler, I
0: want to say congratulations. <laughs> I know it was a long time coming. I was so excited for you when you were open, and now that I've been there a few times, I mean, being partner, industry partner or not, I had a great experience in both cases, and I did have. I sat out, you had a little table set up out front, and I sat out and drank an espresso. And I did that even though I'm terrified of the space next door. Oh, and I'll, uh, I'll make a little note of that elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a reptile pet store nearby. And yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Which is just a thing that like threw me when I moved uh, to California. And actually, this happened to me once in Pittsburgh. Quick story. I was uh, running a craft beer bar and pizza shop in uh, Pittsburgh. A woman came in to pick up a pizza and ordered a beer while she waited. And we were talking, and I kept thinking, wow, that is the most intricate scarf I have ever seen. And then mm-hmm. the scarf stuck its tongue out at me. And I oh, don't know how it happened, but I went from behind the bar to in the kitchen real fast. Oh,
1: wow. uh, <laughs> and I, I, I didn't know do. what to
0: do, but you were just, just wearing it around. Uh, And that's not the case. This is not the case with you.
1: But Uh, last week I had a customer come in and she had um, uh, some sort of lizard and it was basically like, I couldn't see it. It was on her neck the whole time. And while I gave her the drinks, it started crawling down her chest and I was like, it was the same sort of thing i was like that <laughs> way into the my road well
0: because you're in the zone and you're just not prepared for it and all of a sudden it's there and i felt yes. i had to put i put a sign up in the window that said you need to notify us in advance if if this is the situation yes exactly. <laughs> we can deal with it but we need to know yes give me a heads up tyler congratulations on your grand opening thank you Thanks for coming back on the show and doing this little pop in with me so we can check in. I hope to do it again soon and uh, I'll make sure that I run over and say hello. I'll be there. Okay, to recap, the process doesn't always go as planned. As Tyler was working through the startup phase of opening the cafe, he was met quite regularly with setbacks to his big grand opening schedule. Supply chains and coffee were and are still impacted by the coronavirus, which for him slowed down the delivery of essential parts and equipment. Even though he's open, some of it is still in transit. He didn't mention it, but I know from talking to him off-air that finding quality contractors who weren't already booked elsewhere was often a challenge. And there is always permitting. So much permitting. Through it all, he found support internally and externally, in his faith, friends, and family. He especially leaned on his father, who has been through this process before. His dad runs a burger joint just down the block from the new Ignite Coffee Company space. Frankly, I don't know how anyone survives adulthood alone without role models or parents or found parents helping guide them. Tyler's key piece of advice was to identify ways to relieve stress so that he could keep an even keel while moving forward and making decisions. For him, it has been boxing. Finally today, I used some hospitality vocab terms, including forward-facing, which means anything happening inside of the customer. It's how a business presents itself to the public, often as a magical place where nothing ever goes wrong, at least in theory. Then I used back-facing, but what I meant was back of the house, the house being the restaurant or the business. In a well-run operation, the back of house is just as clean as the front, but it is also where all the stress, all the struggle, all the hustle is happening. Even though we're in an era in which the back of the house is often open to the front, there's always going to be a place for tough conversations or a place to relax for a moment from being on. And being on is a job that never really ends for a cafe owner like Tyler. I will link to the previous podcast conversations that I've had with Tyler in the newsletter on roastwestcoast.com. And I hope to see you at Ignite Coffee Company, perhaps for an espresso on the patio, sometime soon. Follow Ignite Coffee Company on social media. The cafe has a new Instagram account, at Ignite Coffee Company. Or, if you're not in Oceanside and you want to try Tyler's coffee, go to IgniteCoffeeCompany.com. It's on the internet. As always, I'll include those links in this show's podcast notes and in that newsletter I keep talking about. That's also where you'll find the brand new Coffee Smarter Education podcast. We just dropped a great episode on the Kalita Coffee Brewer. The Coffee Smarter Podcast is where you'll learn the ins and outs of making a better cup of coffee at home. Find the Coffee Smarter thread on roastwestcoast.com or search for Coffee Smarter on your favorite podcast platform. In addition to Ignite Coffee Company, this podcast's coffee industry partners include Café La Terre, Moster Coffee Company, Steady State Coffee Roasting, Camp Coffee Company, Marea Coffee, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee & Tea, Ascend Coffee Roasters, and our newest supporter, San Franciscan Roaster Company. You can see one of their beautifully crafted machines in Ignite Coffee Company's cafe space. Thank you to everyone out there listening and supporting this show. This episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Walt. I hope this episode has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity to make it through the day. Always tip your baristas and be sure to drink good coffee.